The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store today.
You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on the Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on my Twitter account at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where I've taken my clients to 96 months in a row. That's eight years in a row without a losing month of transparent track profit. It's all transparent and tracked via spreadsheets over at lockbetting.com. You can see every single one, or you can go to the pin tweet at my Twitter account, at SGPZogger, to see the previous month. We are looking for our 97th month this month. And of course, we have the NBA playoffs. We have the NHL. We have the MLB, where we are 100% this season on one unit plays, cashing another one last night. We also have boxing picks. We are on a phenomenal boxing run. We have got back on track with the UFC after a poor start to the year. And of course, we have Euro 2020. Here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we have released a podcast every day for the futures, an outright future show and six group shows. And over on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, we'll be doing a show for Euro 2020 every single day. Uh, every two days, sorry. But if you want all of my official picks and you want a podcast every day come covering the international soccer tournaments, which includes that Copa America, then you need to head over to lockbetting.com. Just to let you know, there will be a Copa America preview show simulcasting on the Soccer Gambling Podcast and right here on the SGP Network. That will be coming out later on today. Um, so if you're listening to this show, it should only be a few hours apart before that Copper America preview drops as well. And then we'll be resuming the Copper America in the later stages. But if you want coverage every single day, a podcast called International Daily will be available over at LockBay.com. So there are multiple package there, packages there. There are podcast packages. There are podcast packages that come with picks for soccer. Or there's packages with podcasts, soccer picks, and all sports, which will include the UFC card for tonight. UFC 263, which is why we are here. So we're going to break down this card. We're going to break down the three main fights. I would say three main events here on this show because we have three five-round fights. And we begin with the fight that we heard the preview for at the top of the show as Israel Adesanya gives a rematch here to Martin Vittori. And of course, Israel or Marvin Vittori, sorry. Um, Israel Adesanya is obviously the favorite here despite the fact that he's coming off a loss and despite the fact that um, Marvin Vittori Vittori did give him his toughest fight prior to that loss. Um, But Israel, as you heard there when he was talking about the fight, he has a very, very warped narrative as to what happened. He said he won the first two rounds very clearly. If you win two rounds very clearly, you don't tend to have a split decision on the cards. I mean, in UFC, you can do because the judging is absolutely fucking unbelievably atrocious. But often you don't really get a split decision. So no, he he did not win that fight clearly at all. And this is a real main event and and a real fight here tonight where either man could win. Adesanya, as I said, is the favourite. He's priced up at 4-9 to nine to win this fight. More widely available at 2-5, to five, but that's the best, best price with Vittori at around about 21 to 10. You can find this at 5 to 2, or it can be as uh, bad as 2 to 1 when you're looking around for the Vittori price. Looking at the methods to victory here in this one, Israel Adesanya is available at 2 to 1 to finish this via TKO, TKO KO, and he has five rounds to do it. 
25 to 1 on the submission, and he is available at 6 to 4 to grind out another decision. But last time it's a three round fight. Here we have the five rounds. So you have to navigate a longer distance for Israel to do what he did last time. Martin Vittori in a method for victory market is 10 to 1 YTKO KO, 17 to 2 to draw, and 4 to 1 to get this done via a decision. Looking at the over under markets here in this one, the total rounds market, sorry. Um, over one and a half rounds here is at two to nine, with under one and a half rounds here at three to one. Over two and a half rounds here is priced up at one to two, with under two and a half rounds here available at seven to four. Under three and a half rounds here is available at five to four, with over three and a half rounds here available at four to six, minus 150. Over four and a half rounds is 46 minus 150. And, oh, sorry, that's what I just gave out. Apologies for that. Um, over four and a half rounds here is available at four to five. And uh, under four and a half rounds here is available at evens. So not major differences there between taking the... Um, the over three and a half and over four and a half. And again, less differences here when you take the fight to go to distance. Yes, the fight to go to distance is available at 10 to 11. And no, the fight to go to distance here is at 10 to 11. So pretty much looking according to the books, like we will see a, a similar fight for the first three rounds. And then the championship rounds may dictate which way this fight will go. The interesting thing about that is, is that when you look at the last fight, I mean, even according to Israel Adesanya's view of how it went, he won the first two rounds and um, and then went on to lose the last round. I mean, even Israel Adesanya concedes that. Obviously, somewhere along the line, uh, the judges gave um, Martin, Marvin Vittori another... One of the judges gave Marvin Vittori another round, which is why we got that split decision. Gave him either one or two. And then uh, that, that led us to a split decision. So Israel Adesanya didn't win that fight clearly by any stretch of the imagination. In addition to that, he did lose the final round of that fight. Now, did Marvin Vittori work out the, the blueprint as to how to beat Israel Adesanya? Well, it's there. When you look at the last fight when Israel Adesanya went up in class, he was out-wrestled through the fight, taken down relatively easily and lost the decision on the scorecards. The O has gone. And I don't know how he'll react to that, whether he'll be just massively pissed off and regretting the mistake. Because look, as much as fights... Uh, losses change fighters. He went up 20 pounds. He went up a ridiculous amount of weight to be a champ champ and just couldn't get it done. So whether he's looking at that and regretting the fact that he was stupid to do it and um, and perhaps not really, it hasn't really phased his confidence too much because he knows that was a that was a crazy thing to do. He may come in here wanting to put out, well, obviously he's going to be wanting to put out a an unbelievable performance, but he may be super motivated and super focused to just get this guy out of here because Vittoria has been talking shit about his Israel for a long time. That part of the the narrative is true at the start of the um, at the start of the preview, where he's talking about how Vittori kind of lords this loss as one of his biggest achievements. Now, I wouldn't quite go as far as that, but Vittori has spoken a long time about how he pushed Adesanya, about how he thought he won the fight. Well, dude, you are talking on on and on about a loss, and obviously, it has got us to this point where Marvin Vittori, as the number three ranked fighter here, has managed to talk his way into a rematch. So he's going to have to deliver. He's going to have to pick up where he left off. He's going to have to take the blueprint from Israel Adesanya's loss. And he's going to have to just ground and pound and wrestle this guy down to the ground and continuously just do what it is Israel Adesanya is supposed to be weakest at. The interesting thing here is, is that Israel Adesanya did, did have this fight 
under control for at least one and a half rounds still, in my opinion, despite the fact he said he was controlling it clearly. I don't think he was controlling it clearly, but he did have some semblance of control in terms of being able to use his range and his striking and keeping this guy off him. And it's very, very different, I think, between um, keeping Blackowitz and Marvin Vittori off you, giving that massive weight differential, because even with the, the weight class that he went up, the, the fighter would have hydrated and come in a lot heavier during the fight. So it was a real mountain to climb. And, um, and maybe people didn't really factor that in when they made Israel Adesanya a massive favorite for the last fight. In fact, pretty close to the same price that he is to win today. Now, the main intrigue here despite the fact that Israel is moving back to his weight class, is that Marvin Vittori is the only man at this weight class to win a scorecard against Adesanya. This is because one judge decided that Marvin Vittori beat Israel Adesanya. That is the entire uh, intrigue here. That is how Vittori has talked himself into this fight because... According to one judge, he beat this man in a fight. That's why he's the number one contender. There's a lot of questions going into this. Looking at Vittori, he is a grinder. He is a brawler. But he has added dimension to his game to make him more dangerous. He has undoubtedly improved since the last fight. And he can exploit Israel Adesanya's weakness, which has always been glaring. Get him down to the ground and he's in trouble. Jan Blakowicz didn't stop him, but he did beat him convincingly in March to retain his light heavyweight title. I had that fight four rounds to one. It wasn't close. Israel Adesanya should never have been in that situation. Now for Vittori, he will have to implement a similar game plan, not just to that, but what he did in the third round of their first fight. If he picks up where they left off and learns the lessons from the first meeting, he can win this fight. The problem is for Vittori, he isn't Blackowitz. He doesn't have that massive size advantage, which was obviously increased by, by hydration. And on top of that, Israel Adesanya is now pissed off. He doesn't want to go 0-2 for the year. He doesn't want to lose back-to-back -back fights after losing his O. And he's probably spent the last few months working to correct those issues and probably has an even more lethal striking game than he had before. So he's going to be looking to keep this guy off him through the entire five rounds of the fight and possibly even pick up the finish in the later stages. Well, he'll pick up the finish whenever he can pick up the finish. But if, if Vittori's getting too much damage here, then Israel Adesanya will be looking to get this guy out of it, especially with the shit talk that's been going on here en route to this fight. Um, I expect this to play similar out similarly to the first showdown with Adesanya keeping Vittori at bay. Vittori will have his successes. He may be able to get a round or two on the cards. And I think with Israel Adesanya knowing that um, and wanting to knock this guy out, there will be a, a point in this fight where Israel Adesanya just knows that he needs to stay ahead because I think if he's winning and controlling the entire fight and he's three rounds up on the card and he's doing significant damage and Vittori cannot land these takedowns and close the range, then he's been looking to get this guy the fuck out of it. Not just because he hates Marvin Vittori, but because he wants to wipe out that loss convincingly. And I think that will be the approach that he takes. But at the end of the day, the real priority here is not to lose. And for Israel Adesanya to be here at 64 plus 150 to get this on a decision and looking at how the last fight played out and looking at the fact that you'll only need another 10 minutes here. And especially if Vittori is in it, if Vittori has managed to get some takedowns, if Vittori has managed to, to win one of the first three rounds, then I think Israel Adesanya is going to go into safe mode, try and keep this guy at bay, try to avoid the takedowns, win the striking battle and take this on the cards and just get the hell out of it and get your career back on track. And it's incredible to say that about Israel Adesanya because he's one of the faces of UFC. And we're talking about him getting his career back on track after moving up a ridiculous amount of weight and taking a fight to be a champ champ that he didn't win. But you didn't become the champ champ and you failed and your O is gone. And now if you lose another fight, there'll be serious questions 
about the future of Israel Adesanya. Know that he's not going to retire, obviously not. But is he as good as everybody thought he was going to be or was he a flash in the pan? Because losing back-to-back fights isn't good for, for anybody and especially losing here to Marvin Vittori when he's been talking and talking about this fight for so long and uh, it kind of adds credibility and weight to everything that Marvin Vittori's been saying. So I'm going to go for Israel to, to take the safe route here and win this via a decision. But obviously, if he's dominant here in the fight, look for your hedges, look for a potential of a knockout here in rounds four or five. Um, another thing I like is that it's comfortably to get over the 2.5 round mark. So possibly look to implement that into parlay somewhere here for tonight's fight card. But uh, Adesanya on the points here will be be my lean here for this one. Moving on to the co-main event and another title fight here on the show sees Dubson Figueroa taking on Brandon Moreno. Figueroa is the two to five favorite here, which I find strange. I'll talk about that shortly. It's two to one on Brandon Moreno. Method of victory market C. Uh, Figueroa at seven to four to win by TKO KO. Seven to one sub- submission and nine to four via decision. Moreno's nine to one TKO KO. Eleven to one via decision and sorry, eleven to one submission and ten to three via a decision. Looking at the over-under rounds here, we'll begin with the over two and a half here because it's available at four to seven with the under two and a half at five to four. Under three and a half is 10 to 11 and over three and a half is 10 to 11. We'll uh, skip over the four and a half lines because the fight to go to decision, yes, six to five. Fight to go the decision, no, is available here at four to six. So I'm surprised here by the line. It doesn't make a whole load of sense to me here why Moreno is such a big underdog. This was one of the best fights of 2020, without a doubt. These are two guys that just kicked the shit out of each other and brawled for 25 minutes and were pretty reckless about it. That's, that's, that's what you can really do here at this weight. You, know, you can see some good fights with some reckless abandonment and that there isn't too many knockouts and stoppages here at the weight class. Uh, Figueroa was also coming off a fight actually last time out roughly three weeks earlier, but still managed to retain his title via draw. Um, Moreno pulled out the, the pulled out everything into those final rounds to get the belt, but he just came up short. Some people had him winning the fight, but in the end it ended up being a draw. So that's why I don't understand why the odds are so stacked against him. It feels like to me a massive overcorrection in terms of what we saw in the fight in December. So immediately the value shifts to the other side. I mean, you look, you've got the value there on the money line. And of course, you can take this on points because I feel like a decision is the logical choice given the relative lack of uh, lack of the lack of power here in this division. So there's lack of uh, power and finishes in this division. And therefore, a, um, a decision looks like the automatic way to go, just as it was last time. Not to mention Moreno specifically has three... KO victories, TKOs in his 18 fight career. And uh, Figueroa has showed that he has a tough chin. So don't really think this is priced up correctly. I mean, I would lean Figueroa here in a 50-50, but I think you've got to take Moreno as an underdog here, given that it's a relatively even fight. And we have a two to one underdog here. He's 10 to three via decision. And uh, I love the plus money on the fight to go to decision here at 65. Don't understand uh, why that's uh, why we're getting that generous line, but but while it's there, take advantage of it before the sharps do for this one to go to distance here between uh, Mogu- uh, Figueroa and Moreno here in this one. The final fight we're going to look at here is the return to the octagon of the one and only Nate Diaz. On a winter night in Orlando, he called his shot. Yeah, Conor McGregor, you're taking everything I work for. That was the transformative moment for Nathan Diaz, a highly visible figure who'd always been a touch misunderstood. 
the raw and uncompromising fighter who was incapable of being anything but real. It was that moment he was truly crystallized as a star, but really the cult of Nate Diaz had long been in effect. Anyone who'd watched him over the years already knew the truth. He'd put in the work. He pried open the fight game's imagination because of who he is. He's about the we and not the me, the collective. His loyalty to Caesar Gracie has been legendary. Caesar Gracie, fight team all the way. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Stockton, California, baby, you already know what's up. Same with the love he has for his brother, Nick. There's always a sense Nate viewed himself as Nick's younger brother. It's Nick Diaz Army. And it didn't bother him at all. He's always treated it like the badge of honor that it is and the greatest gift he'd ever known. The Nick's martial arts master, Nick Diaz, no one can top this man right here. But as we came to understand him, every detail of his life began to add up to something special. Someone who could captivate the masses like he did when he arrived on the scene during the Ultimate Fighter 5. By the time he'd won it, you knew Nate was his own man. Through it all, he's never wanted to escape the shadow of Nick. Instead, wanting that shadow to loom like a caution. That all the mean mugging was an extension of the bloodline itself. That the 209 wasn't just a number. Stockton, California wasn't just a place on the map. That jujitsu was life. Over the years, he's done the impossible. Nate Diaz has done it! He's become the essence of what it means to be a fighter. He's earned the respect of millions, leaving his mark on some of us forever. John Ennick better get a 209 tattoo. I'm a whooping little ass. He's let the world know that fighting is an attitude. Double fingers and a fully locked and It is all over! That you should push back whenever possible. He's won big fights. Man! Combination by Nate Diaz! He's had crazy years and been through trying times, yet he's never anything other than who he is. My whole team will beat your whole team's ass. How about that? That's what made his rivalry with Conor McGregor so enormous. That's it! He's got the chance! Nate Diaz! He's out! He's done it! He's out! His insubordination to everything as it was. He called his shot and backed it up. Hey, I'm not surprised. McGregor helped bring Nathan Diaz into focus, but he'd been there the entire time. And even when the series was knotted up in the historic record-breaking rematch, he came back in style. His fight with Anthony Pettis after three years away was as the return of a hero. When he won, he kept it real again. Jorge Masvidal had a good life fight. So I know my man's a gangster, but he ain't no West Coast gangster. So real that what he had in mind materialized in the biggest way possible. Madison Square Garden fighting for the BMF title. He hasn't just pried open the fight game's imagination by calling his shots. At some point, he became the fight game's imagination. The great orchestrator of his own destiny. The heart of the 209. And the defiance to be who he's always been. Which is the realest of the real. That is Nate Diaz, but unfortunately, I think this is somewhat of a tribute to Nate Diaz because I'm not sure that we will see him in the octagon again after tonight because he's taking on Leon Edwards 
For me, this is a stepping stone fight here for Edwards. Edwards is an elite fighter, but he doesn't have the elite names. And I think the victory of Nate Diaz is going to elevate this guy to another level. I'm not just saying that because he's a Brit. I think if we look at Leon Edwards, we can see that he's a class above and he is destined to move up. But in order to do that, it needs to get past this ultimate obstacle here of Nate Diaz. And this will be the ultimate scalp to take. And I do feel that he will take it here tonight. The book He's agree. He is the uh, two to nine favorite here, as high as one to six in some places, with Diaz available at four to one. That is going to get a lot of sentimental action later on today because people would love to bet Nate Diaz, would love to see him win this fight, would love to see him get the finish here. But as I said, the odds are not in his favor. When you look at the method of victory markets, it's split here between Edwards winning it via TKOKO or the decision. Both are priced at 11 to 8 with a submission sandwiched in between at 14 to 1. For Diaz, it's 10 to 1 everything. 10 to 1 TKO, TKOKO, 10 to 1 submission and 10 to 1 via a decision. Looking at the total rounds markets, we'll begin at over two and a half, where it's two to five, that it'll go over two and a half. And it's seven to four, that it'll go under two and a half. I agree that it will end up going over. Over three and a half rounds here is at four to six, with under three and a half rounds here at six to five. We'll move straight to, will it go to a decision? Yes is available at 11 to 10. And no is available here at four to five. Um, I, I think that it will get past the two and a half rounds, but I don't think that it will go to a decision. I think Edwards will be on top here in this fight. The weird thing is, is that Diaz um, will benefit from the five round fight here. I think had it been a three round fight, I would think Edwards would would win relatively comfortably inside uh, in, on points and get it done inside those three rounds and be the dominant force with, with Diaz possibly coming more into the fight the longer it goes. However, I think for a different reason here, I can see Nate Diaz getting stopped in rounds four or five. Diaz isn't a fight attraction. He has no problem turning fight into a brawl. He has no problem selling tickets here. It's, it's massive to have him on here. This really does qualify as the third main event, and that's exactly what it is. He's a big draw. He's going to be drawing people here to this fight. Um, so, as I said, he loves a brawl. He loves turning it into a, a dirty, brawling fight. That's also when he does his best work, and that's what we'll be looking to do here. However, this is a big man's climb. Edwards is elite. We saw a little bit in March in relation to his striking, which was great. But the game plan here will likely to be get Diaz into the fence, bust him up as much as he can in those brawls with the elbows. Now, Diaz... Has hardly ever been stopped, just twice in his career. But at this point in time, the scar tissue around his face is real. And that shit is going to open up the same way it opened up against Masterville. So whereas you're looking at... Um Whereas you're looking at Edwards winning this fight via decision if it was to go three, he has a longer time to do more damage and make Diaz look very, very awful here as we move into a five-round fight. At some point, I think the doctors are going to start looking at this shit. They're going to look at the state of Diaz's face. Diaz is not going to get stopped here. He's not going to get knocked out or anything like that. But at some point, refs, doctors, all of these guys are going to start looking at this situation as we get to rounds four and five. The scar tissue is going to be open up. G, G, um, Diaz is going to have a massive crimson mask on his face. And that's where I believe Edwards will be able to get the stoppage. I don't think there's any way we're going to see Diaz get knocked out here. But once he does get into that brawling mode, Edwards is going to be more than happy to oblige with him. 
and he's going to be able to take advantage of um, nailing those elbows and fists and taking advantage of the, the scar tissue around Diaz's face. That's where I very specifically see this one being finished in more in more simplistic terms. Uh, Edwards via TKO KO would be the way to go. Another way to do this would be just to stay off this fight initially um, and, and maybe take the knockout in play because I don't think the knockout's going to come early. I think... You're over two and a half here with this fight, the um, the, the Figueroa fight and the Israel Adesanya fight. I think all of these fights are going to end up getting themselves into the championship round. So I think it's going to be a long night here in the UFC with all of these fights going over two and a half rounds, with it taking some time for people to get their stoppages, whether it be Israel, Israel Adesanya capitalizing on the amount of damage he's done. Um, for Figueroa and Moreno, I very clearly see that one going to the cards. And here in this particular fight, whether it be a case of um, Nate Diaz's face not being able to withstand the damage, which, as I said, is 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 a weird analysis in some ways because you're looking at this fight and you're looking at Edwards being in a five-round fight and you're looking at Nate Diaz, who loves going long. He's an absolute cardio machine. But um, in this day and age, I think that there's a lot of damage being done to that face and we will see things opened up. And we've seen it in boxing with, with, uh, with, with, with fighters being stopped a little bit early now by corners, with towels being thrown in by doctors who've got concussion protocols and, and all these things out there. And it's a lot easier now to, to get a fight stop with damage. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot more precaution. There's a lot more precautionary stuff going on there now. So it's more difficult to to get down to the cards, get it to the cards if your face looks like absolute shit. So that I think will be an issue here. But I don't think there will be an issue in relation to all of these fights here getting past the getting past the over two and a half round mark with round three starting in all of them. So with that said, the lock here on this show is going to be a parlay lock. So two selections here, two-leg parlay for Israel Adesanya and Martin Vittori, the third round to start. So that's the third round to start. And Deverson Figueroa and Brandon Moreno, again, the third round to start. You can parlay these two selections together for one unit, £100. That will get you 220 This is at 6 to 5, plus 120 for the third round to start in both of those fights. Israel Adesanya and Vittori and Figueroa and Moreno. That's it for me in this edition of the UFC 263 Fight Show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.